This is Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. We're two lifelong friends who love fly fishing for trout. Our podcast is all about helping you catch more fish and deepening your love of the time you spend on the river. We are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. One of my anthems as a high schooler was John Denver's song, Rocky Mountain High. I love the line that says, Now he walks in quiet solitude, the forest and the streams, seeking grace in every step he takes. Well, that speaks to solitude, and solitude is a good thing. Loneliness is not, but solitude is, and that's one of the benefits of fly fishing alone. Dave and I love fly fishing together, and there are a lot of benefits in it, not the least of which is safety. But there are good reasons for fly fishing alone, and sometimes that's even necessary, and that's what we're going to explore in this podcast. Uh, Dave, I know that you hate to fish without me, <laughs> and it just reduces you to tears when I can't go with you, but, but when you're alone, what do you get out of it? I'm totally paralyzed when I think I have to go out by myself without you. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, if only that were true. <laughs> I, like, I like fishing alone because I think doing so returns me to the act of fishing itself in a unique way. Huh, how's that? And it's almost like I have to re-up uh, to fly fish every time I think about going out alone because there's not that extra motivation like you and I are, you know, there's not that excitement like you and I together are playing yeah, this trip right. to Montana mm-hmm. or to, you know, the Driftless or wherever mm-hmm. it is. And, yeah. and so I almost have to ask myself, do I, do I really like fishing enough to motivate myself yeah, to get out yeah. even if I get to, if I go only by myself? I know it sounds uh, kind of quirky, but... It kind of clears the deck in my mind about what I really love to do and and why I do it. I remember several years ago, I was out in North Dakota. I had taken a two-week sabbatical, and I was hanging with my parents in North Dakota. It was around November, 1st of November, and so I spent a lot of days hunting with my dad, really two weeks of hunting. And on the last day, I was going to leave on a Thursday, and on on a Wednesday we had fished it, we had hunted, excuse me, we had hunted in the morning and we had come back early and it was about one o'clock and I thought, you know, this is going to be my last day and my dad was too tired to go out mm-hmm. and I thought, you know, the ducks are going to be moving um, right at dusk. Why don't I go out and lay out some decoys in this field? There was a, there was like a little, uh, re- not a retention pond, but just mm-hmm. some, some sitting water in a right. field. So I put some decoys out and went out. But I just remember just the, it, not eerie, but it was, you know how late fall is? Oh, it's yeah. starting to get yep. dark mm-hmm. and the geese are flying and the ducks are yep. flying. and But you're by yourself. It's it's cold. and But I just realized how much I actually, I enjoy hunting and actually enjoy hunting alone. And so I think for me, one of the great benefits uh, of fly fishing alone is that I, it kind of returns me to the hardcore question, do I really like yeah. this? And I realize, yes, I do. Huh. I love fly fishing. That's cool. That's really How cool. How about you? I think for me, one of the benefits of fly fishing alone is, is just the sense of accomplishment that, that I feel when I succeed by myself. And I, I think over the years of times when I've gone out and, and of course I've gotten skunked as well, but I've had some days where I've been by myself and 
like wow i can i, I can do this i can do this alone and and that's that's kind of that one cool. killer day on the bear trap yeah you were yeah, out that, by yourself right? i know that's right you had to motivate yourself to turn turn west and yep. go fish i did and that was uh, that was great and i it, just had a great time I, I it's fun i see my son doing this now my son luke uh, got married last summer he and his wife moved to denver he's in uh uh, graduate school seminary there and and uh, man he spends a lot of time out in the river he's been fishing the South Platte which I think you know you remember yeah. from living in Denver and it fishes it south of Denver and, and it, it can be kind of crowded but uh, man he uh, he tortures me by sending me you know snapchats or, or sometimes just photos on text messages and yeah, you know, he's having a ball, and what what I what I love about it is he's he's figuring this out himself. He's he's got a couple of uh, he's got an outfitter, a guide friend, and then there, there's another really good uh, fly shop in in Littleton that he uh, yeah that he f- frequents a lot, and he he gets intel. But you know he's out there himself, and and you know he he told me the other day we Facetimed, and he had he caught a caught a really big. Uh, rainbow i think it was about 20 inches that he saw this thing in a in a pool and he just kept drifting things by it and he tried a couple flies and then put on this really tiny i don't know it was a size 18 something i didn't even recognize that the pattern it was i think he'd used a zebra midge but then he switched and and he finally got that by the trout's nose and man he had a fight on his hand and that's awesome. Yeah, and then he said, then I walked a little ways, and he said, and I started to see some fish rising, and he said, it looked to me like they were feeding on BWOs, and and so he, he put on a BWO pattern that he had, and I think that he got a, a fly shop. I didn't didn't get the impression it was a parachute Adams. I think it was a just a BWO pattern, and he, and he caught, he says, I caught like five out of this same run, and they were all between 12 and 16 inches. Wow, and, that's so awesome. And I thought, and I told him, I said, you know, isn't, isn't that cool that you can go out by yourself? I mean, yeah, he's, he's almost you know, 25, but still, you know, uh, you know he's, he's always fly fished, you know, with, with me, with our, one of our other sons, and we do it together, but now he's, He's getting out on his own, figuring out this stuff. And I think that's one of the benefits of fly fishing alone. Whatever good things you do, uh, you, you can look back and say, hey, I, I did this on my own. And there, there's some satisfaction in that. I would also add that I think when I fly fish alone, I'm more in tune with what is going on around me. How does that, how does that work? I do think that if I'm alone and you're not there or other friends that I fly fish with, I have to be just more attentive, right? There's nobody to de- depend on. It's oh, not man, like I, I depend I on you. I know exactly what you mean. But yep, you have four, you know, it. you have yep. two, two sets of eyes, like two yeah. pairs of mm-hmm. eyes to, to see rattlesnakes, yep. to look at the river, to see what you're not. De- I can't go, okay, so Steve's trying this. I'm going to try this. It's like, I have to try something, and it, yeah. and I have mm-hmm. to come up with the idea itself. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, I think I find myself more attentive to my environment, to what I'm fishing. I think I'm more alert. Uh, yeah. you know, do oh, I want to hit this run, yeah. or should I walk up to the next one? You know, and right? Some, and, and even to the dangers when you realize, man, I'm I'm by myself. I might I might start wading this, or I might uh, walk a little further. 
uh, you know, if I'm with Dave or somebody else, but well, by myself, I may not want to do this. I find myself even asking, I'll like slow down and I'll say, now why am I rushing to yeah. get to this next run? Steve's not here. Steve's not here, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's not draining me and, and forcing me to. Yes. You know, the frustration with Steve, as I've said so many times, is, you know, Steve makes two casts in one run, he's on to the next run. And so <laughs> right. I, I, tend, Guilty. <laughs> I tend not to fish that quickly. I mean, I move quickly too, but Steve is like, oh my. So, it w- so you know, all these questions yeah. that I think about mm-hmm. when I'm with you, or maybe I don't think about with you, but when I'm alone, I have to actually pay attention to. Yeah. It, to me, it gives me great clarity. And and uh, actually, I found that I find that I really enjoy it. And there's something. Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually a different kind of fishing. It makes total sense. It really does. How about you? You know, I would say another benefit of fly fishing alone is that I can move at my own pace and 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 place. I mean, I think you got at this. Now, I want to say this, and I, I never feel like my style is cramped when I'm fly fishing with you. I mean, no, we, because you're always 5 miles ahead <laughs> well, of us. That's I, true. Me. That's true. I know. I know. <laughs> but I do. We we uh, we work well together. I think we we think alike in some ways we we fish alike even though yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a little bit quicker to pull out of a run and go on to the next. But but when when you are alone, there is something about Man, I, I can uh, you know, I can stay here as long as I want. That there's nobody else to uh, uh, you know, have to kind of watch out for. Am I am I getting too far ahead? Am I lagging too far behind? It's like I can do what I want. And I think you touched on this earlier. You know, I could say, yeah, you know, forget this. I'm gonna go try something else, or I'm gonna, you know what? I'm just gonna walk up a mile and. You know, where you might not do that. We might not do that if, if we're with somebody else. When I was uh, fishing the Driftless three or four weeks ago, I and I was fishing alone. It was about 4 o'clock, and, and, I, and I was just thinking, you know, I've got six more hours to drive mm-hmm. once I get back mm-hmm. to my truck. But I had no one to process that with. Yeah. So I just thought, ah, yeah. I'm going to keep fishing until yeah. I went, holy cow, it's a mile and a half back to my truck, yeah. just walking, and then I've got to drive six hours. So back to your your point, I think you're right. It, you do get, um, you can go at your own pace yeah. and place. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the other thing, and as a corollary to all that, is that I need as you know, I need half as much, you know, much water when I'm fishing with someone else, or a third as much when the three of us oh, are on yeah. the river. I mean, you and I have fished. Great point. Our friend Dave out. In Montana and right. Brand, when we're out there, man, right. you need a lot mm-hmm. of water. Generally, two guys go yeah. upstream, mm-hmm. one goes downstream. Right. I remember that day we fished with Dave on the East Gallatin. I think you and Dave went upstream, and I, mm-hmm. I think I went downstream. I think you did, yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, you just need lots of water. Same thing on 16 Mile. You know, two go up, one goes down. So I do like fishing alone because I just don't need as much water. And I also can select the runs that I really want to fish and spend more time there. So That's right. goes back to me being the run hog, right? Yeah, the yeah. run hog. You're a run hog. You give me no rest. You know, I'm, I'm always forced to fish at your pace. Yeah. I just think, again, when I was back at Canfield Creek several weeks ago, I just remember skipping a bunch of runs that you and I would have fished and mm-hmm. thinking, eh, no. And then I went up to this one, the final one, which I caught four or five fish out of. They hit that gold rib hair's ear. And yeah. that's when I had was forced to the decision, okay, I got to get home. It's 4 yep. o'clock. I'm mm-hmm. not going to get home till midnight or you know, or later, yeah. So, uh, or maybe 10 o'clock. So you get to pick and yeah, choose and, and go at your own pace. It really goes back to your previous point. You do. 
Well, here's another one, Dave, and th this probably gets into the more reflective, maybe the more contemplative sides of things, but I would have to say when I fly fish alone, my memories are more vivid, uh, either because there's, there's no one else there to help me remember, or th there's just something about it. I, I guess it's that, it's kind of that Norman McLean moment, you know, at the end of a river runs through it where he's... He's standing there in the river. He's an old man and kind of in the half light of the canyon. I, I, I've had some moments like that. I, I remember when I was younger, um, lived in Montana, and I had, I was on jury duty. This was in April, like mid, later April, right before the caddis hatch. It hadn't happened yet, but I remember I had jury duty. It was a day off. In fact, it was a Monday, and I was off that day anyway, and I had jury duty. And we dis we were dismissed at like three in the afternoon, and I had I, I threw my all my fly fishing gear in the back of a truck because it was a district courthouse in Bozeman, and and it's just a gorgeous day. So I drove over to the Yellowstone River. How far was that? That's like uh, an hour, right? You know, it was from Bozeman. That's probably forty-five minutes to, to Paradise Valley. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But by the time you're getting yeah, out of your truck and getting on the river, that's so an hour. It was, and so by the time I got there, it was like five or five thirty, and it was great though because I think I saw one drift boat in the first five minutes, and that was it. I mean, everybody was done for the day, and I'll never forget fishing this stretch of, of river. It's after those cliffs, you know, Dave. Yeah. Where, and then where we ran into that, what was that that was it a, wasn't a loon, it was a crane, wasn't it? It was actually, it was a sand hill. That's right. It was actually it was a, a whooping red, crane. Right, a whooping crane. It was crane. a whooping crane, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, right at that run, I got to that run and I saw a couple trout feeding and I, I, uh, I tied on a parachute Adams, what else is there? Yeah. And a size 18 parachute Adams and I, I caught a couple of 16 inchers in the, you know, the, the sun is, is really low in the sky, and the shadows are long, and it's this warm day. And and I'll just never forget just the the feeling and the, I don't know, it's just so vivid. I can it's picture that. It's actually burned into your mind. It, it, you're right. It's burned into my mind. And I think in a way that maybe it wouldn't be if I shared it with somebody else. And I think this is back to something you said earlier that, that you know, when we're alone, we're we have to be more in tune, and it, it's not that I don't remember great times on the river with you or with my sons or brother or whatever else, but yeah, I, I do think there's something about being alone that makes your memories more vivid. So, Dave, on that reflective side, is is there anything that that you'd want to add? In a very unique way, when I am alone, I'm I don't know how to say this. I'm forced to deal with the silence. Wow. And and so there's no one to talk to, right? You're, yeah. You're, you're talking to yourself, right? And so in a sense, you're talking to yourself all day in your head, yeah. however, however mm -hmm. that works, right? And, you know, I love fishing with you, and I wouldn't ever change that. Right. But when I'm forced to fish, not forced, it sounds like I'm forced to fish <laughs> yeah. alone. When I fish yeah. alone, I do think differently. I engage yeah. the river differently. Mm -hmm. You know, as I previously mentioned, but for example, again, when I was back at Canfield, I got some new clarity on my business, not like a new insight, but like a, a sense of urgency about something that I had been thinking about. And it, and the urgency was, 
was like different in kind from how I had been thinking about the idea before. And I got, mm-hmm. and I realized, no, this is the time in my life where I really have to step on the gas. I do have to do this. I'm not sure I would have gotten that if in fact, you know, you and I had been fishing together. One of the things that was unique about that day is you had, you couldn't park where you and I normally park in, in the Forestville Mystery State Park. Oh, they had shut yeah. the road down. And I think one, there was some snow on the road, but there was also a tree down. Oh wow! So you have to walk quite a bit you know, farther. That, that lower part, yeah, lot, right exactly. That little was, hill, yeah, yeah know a, where it is. A tree, huh, a big wow. tree, was right across the road, and so the walk was longer. You know, I probably had to walk. To, you know, at the farthest, I walked two miles yeah. out and then two miles back, but all that creates this increased silence. And and for me, I find that sometimes something emerges out of that in, in a really yeah. good way. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes you you, you are forced to deal mm-hmm. with yeah. I'm trying to think of an instance I can't really in the moment. But in this instant, it was like yeah. I came away with a great sense of urgency, like, okay, I have to get after this right now. This is the window of time yeah. in my life to do this. And, and I think in that sense, I'm forced to deal with the silence. And I mm. think that's a really wonderful thing about fishing alone. Wow, that's, a, that's really, uh, that's insightful. I, I think that's a good place to end. It's uh, fly fishing alone can be a, a really rich, uh, rewarding experience in a lot of ways. And hopefully we've, yeah, we've touched on some of those things today. All right, it's time for great stuff from our listeners. Here's a great tip from Thomas about dealing with wet waders and boots after you take them off. He writes, I found that using a low-walled plastic tub is a great way to carry wet boots and waders. It's convenient and usually keeps the mud and sand on the bottom and not spread about as happened as happens in garbage bags. Boy, that's great. That really is. Admittedly, that's a better option than, than, I've, than garbage bag. That's what I've suggested before. I guess, though, some of that grows out of uh, we... we you know, we travel a yeah, lot. I mean, right. we're, we're, we're flying to Montana, so in renting, you know, a, an SUV. So probably not going to go to Walmart or Target and buy a, a small tub, even though it wouldn't be that expensive. But yeah, if, if you're, if you're somebody who's fishing locally and, you know, you, like I used to, you know, I just back of my uh, little Toyota, you know, forerunner, uh, man, I just, toss stuff in there and, and that yeah that'd be a great place yeah just a, a tub great great idea yeah that's really great is. great hack is that a hack or is that just a tip i don't know what the difference between a hack know. and a tip i don't know the difference yeah i'm a hack but that's, yeah you're that's a, a good tip <laughs> all right that's gonna do it for today hey we'd love to hear about your experiences with fly fishing alone uh, tell us how you've benefited from it Really, please share your thoughts with us by commenting on this podcast link. Our site is twoguysinariver.com. What are some of the benefits that you found in fly fishing alone? You can find us on all the social platforms, especially we'd love for you to follow us on Instagram, but we're also on Twitter and Facebook. And if you'd like to send us an idea for a podcast, you can email us at stevedave at twoguysinariver.com. Also, be sure to sign up for our weekly email alerts on our website, where we keep you updated on new episodes, new articles, and much, much more. Also, thanks for all those who have purchased our book, The Fly Fisher's Book of Lists, Life is Short, Catch More Fish. And for those of you who have not purchased it, you can pick it up on Amazon. I think it's $15.99. I thought you were going to say shame on you. Shame on you. How can you not have this New York Times bestseller? (laughs) Also, one last thing, be sure to keep 
referring the podcast to your TU group or fly fishing club or just your buddies you have grown significantly and it's all due to that. It's all due to word of mouth. So thank you very much. And thanks again for listening. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. Until next time, we are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing.